Well, he certainly was. And, you know, this is nothing really new with Mike DeWine. For many, many years, he's been a champion of, of children and families, uh, you know, and issues that uh, in some ways transcend ideology. You know, liberals are very interested in helping children, but, you know, so are conservatives. And, you know, the governor really put up a, a number of, I think, really interesting proposals and some real money uh, promised in his budget, you know, to help people with the cost of uh, child care, with um, also, you know, extending, you know, beyond the immediate assistance with tax cuts and repealing the sales tax uh, to things like housing and education. Uh, you know, and, and this is really one of the hallmarks of what these days we call moderate Republicans, uh, like Mike DeWine, who, who certainly are on the, the conservative side politically, but have um, a real emphasis on helping people, you know, particularly children. Yeah, and John, that's kind of where I wanted to go. When you look at Governor DeWine with the the world, especially in the political arena right here in this country, so divided in anger, he seems to be, and I know he's a conservative, I know he's with the GOP, but he seems to tread the line bipartisan pretty well. I know Sherrod Brown was very complimentary of him the last few years. Talk about Ohio in the hands of Governor DeWine the last few years. Well, you know, what the governor did yesterday was lay out his agenda for his second term. You know, even though he faced some headwinds politically, you know, because of the pandemic and other problems we have, you know, he won a, a re-election last fall by a, a really amazing um, uh, percentage. And, uh, you know, now he's going to set to work uh, to do some of the things that he thinks are really important. And, you know, what, what we see in the DeWine agenda is it's both strategic and incremental. Strategic in that he and his staff have identified what they think are crucial things where the government can really help, the state government can really help. And, and a lot of those appeals, as, as you were mentioning, are, are bipartisan. They, they don't just play to the party's base. They, they reach across the aisle. But on the other hand, it's incremental. These are, in many ways, modest steps, building on things that we already have, um, but with the goal that they'll be effective. And so in the long run, you know, you build step by step. You address problems bit by bit. And, you know, there are a whole lot of people out there that, that appreciate that approach to government, which has kind of become unpopular given, you know, the great polarization we have, and particularly within the Republican Party. There are a lot of people who really want to see this kind of government rather than, you know, focusing on another kind of approach. It's actually smart government, isn't it, John, when you look at him reaching out and you mentioned there, depending on dollars and funding and also attention from Washington, D.C., to make sure your constituents, whether you're on the D or the R side, are working together with you for the betterment of the state. No, I think that's correct. And, and he, I mean, there is, you know, behind all this, an emphasis on economic growth. And, of course, Ohio, like many states in the Midwest, have faced some challenges in economic growth in recent times. Uh, but, you know, there's also some real opportunities. But there's a recognition on the part of Governor DeWine and others like him that, you know, it's not just the narrow economic growth goals that matter. You've also got to have a society that where you've got people get the tools and the help they need uh, to be able to perform well in the economy. So, you know, I think there, there are a lot of alternatives out there in politics today, and 
Governor DeWine is a pretty good example of one of those alternatives. With us is Dr. John Green, professor of political science at the University of Akron. And, and John, it's not just uh, reaching out as we talked about to children and education and families and the cost and the expenses and such as well. You and I have talked a lot in the last year, year and a half about increased development coming into the state of Ohio. And that's that connectivity that we just talked about when you talk about the chip plant being built around Columbus and some of the other plants of bringing some of those, quote, manufacturing jobs back or keeping right here in this state. Yeah, you know, I think what the part of the recognition here is, you know, getting a capital investment uh, is something that the state government can help with. But, but then you've got to be able to have trained workers who can fill the jobs at those plants. And in order to get trained, uh, trained workers, you not only have to have a world-class education, you've got to have stable families and safe communities and, you know, opportunity across the board. So there is, even though, you know, if you take DeWine's proposal piece by piece, it looks like a lot of, you know, very narrow, specific proposals. There really is a broader agenda behind that, right, which is to, to move the state ahead and include as many people as possible. Dr. John Green, University of Akron with us. John, what are the governor, Mike DeWine's biggest challenges, whether him, state of Ohio, or beyond, as we go forward, certainly into his second term? Well, I would say that, you know, there are two kinds of challenges. Uh, There are some real big challenges out there in the world of the economy and and society. You know, we're still recovering from the pandemic, well, there are health issues there. There are also a lot of economic disruptions that we haven't really, you know, worked out yet. So there's a lot of, you know, real-world challenges. And, and, of course, just a lot of, of, of disorder. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I just mean in a descriptive way. You know, we have crime problems and we have drug problems. And, and you know, those things are, are going to need to be addressed. But, you know, they're more political problems. You know, how do you get everybody, even if you have a great agenda, how do you get everybody behind that? And, you know, even in Ohio, which has, you know, moved from being the quintessential swing state in American politics to being, you know, more of a Republican state, more of a red state, you've got divisions. Uh, you know, the, the party coalitions, the Republicans and the Democrats, have got a lot of change occurring within them. So, you know, how do you get people all on the same page? And, and it has to start with any politician, with your own party. And uh, Governor DeWine's going to face some real challenges within his own Republican Party of trying to get people behind a common agenda. John, you mentioned the Republican Party. What about DeSantis and Trump? They've squared off. And then DeSantis says, I not necessarily want to fight Donald Trump. What about these two going forward? You know, it's really kind of interesting because there is some real questions among Republicans and the public at large about you know, the 2024 presidential election and the role of our previous president and our current president in in that election. A lot of people are looking to alternatives. And Governor DeSantis' name comes up all the time, and there's some poll evidence that, you know, he would be a pretty good general election candidate. And maybe not so much in a Republican primary, but he's he's certainly number two, uh, sometimes number one in those polls. Uh, and uh, former President Donald Trump has t- taken notice of that <laughs> and has been quite critical of Governor DeSantis, you know, apparently seeing him as his main rival. Uh, but DeSantis, um, you know, he's been keeping his powder dry. Uh, he hasn't 
expressed any uh, clear plans about maybe running for president. Um, you know, and that, that's the mark, I think, of a mature and wise politician. You know, wait and see how things uh, shake out. But in, I think in a lot of political debate, uh, DeSantis and Trump are seen as the two big options on the Republican side. In some ways similar, both of them have a, a contentious style, but in some ways very, very different. 